Welcome to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen, where we help you navigate the challenges of feeding your family and learn about the role food plays in our health and relationships. Feeding and food relationships can be stressful, confusing, and even destructive. I'm Kristen Saxena, a pediatrician and mother of four who's been researching and sharing what I've learned about feeding for over 10 years. In this podcast, I'll share my experience and expertise to help our kids and ourselves with everyday survival tips for real parents. This podcast is about progress, not perfection. So let's get started. Welcome back to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen. I'm your host, Kristen Saxena. And on today's episode, we'll be addressing the question, is breastfeeding really best? I was motivated to look a little further into this topic as I've been doing some research and reading on it. And I also have realized that this is a question of a little bit hot debate. I even went so far as to post the question, is breast really best, in a few Facebook groups that I'm involved in, and found out that while there's lots of very positive supporting moms, there's also a lot of, that this can be a very triggering question for people, and even a topic of pretty significant debate. So I got to thinking, you know, as a pediatrician, we received a lot of training around the feeding of babies. And this is often a big question for new parents. It's kind of one of the big major first decisions you you make when you have a new baby, what are we gonna feed it? And in my training, I would say that the message was very clear. Breast is best, breast milk is the equivalent of liquid gold. And the messaging was so permeating that To be honest, I really didn't even think to question it. It sort of seemed like one of those non-negotiable truths. And in training, we learned a lot about how to promote and support breastfeeding, not so much that we should be questioning the idea if breastfeeding was the correct answer for all parents. I do recall even, even as a resident in the hospitals, there would be questions about if and when the nurses should be allowed to offer formula to new moms. And I recall in our clinics, we would give new mom kits or new baby kits to moms that often included uh, information and maybe breast milk containers, but often also included little formula samples. And I worked with a number of physicians that would remove those formula samples for fear that it would detract from uh, a mom's motivation or willingness to continue breastfeeding. So as I've I've grown as a mother and as a physician, I've learned that maybe this is something that we should question. And as I look back, I think it's really easy to see why this was something that was very easy to accept. A quick online search about the benefits of breastfeeding even from very reputable sources like the Cleveland Clinic, will give you a long list of benefits to baby, basically telling you that your baby will be healthier, have a stronger immune system, uh, even going so far as to say that babies will do better in terms of uh, development of the brain and improved IQ, and also talk a lot about, about a lot about benefits for mom, including reduced risk of cancers, but also losing that baby weight, Um, improvements in rates of postpartum depression, um, and talking also about benefits like breastfeeding being less expensive, uh, easier, and a free form of birth control. 
But as I started to look into these things, I started to realize that I didn't didn't always see these outcomes that they were talking about. It was never very clear that these outcomes could be associated with breastfeeding. Before we get too far into the data, I'd love to share with you a little bit about my own personal experience. So I had my first baby early in my second year of pediatric training. I was armed with all of the information and all of the resources, and of course, being trained and taught that breast milk was liquid gold and this was absolutely the best thing I could do for my baby, I was confident that that's the choice that I was gonna, going to make. But of course, when my baby was born, I learned firsthand how difficult it can be for a new mom to start breastfeeding. I've said on previous episodes, uh, the difficulty we had, I mean, in terms of just learning how to latch, uh, bloody sore nipples. At one point, I was actually afraid of my newborn because it hurt so bad to feed him that every time he'd cry, I had real fear inside of me. And so that experience alone made me realize how difficult it can be for first-time moms. I felt like a failure. I felt like it wasn't going well. If I couldn't do this, and I had all of the knowledge, how could anyone else be expected to do this? And of course I know that that's not a universal experience. For some people, breastfeeding goes very well from day one. But in that particular instance, I was really struggling. And when I think back to those first days with my newborn, I always, I just have this memory of sort of this sinking anxiety, fear and like pain in my stomach because I was so anxious and stressed and basically feeling guilty that I couldn't do the most basic mom things even though I knew all of the information you needed to know. Looking back, I also know that that wasn't the case, but it's a real shame that that's the way that I spent the first couple of weeks with my newborn feeling bad about myself. Additionally, my firstborn had a soy or a milk protein intolerance, and so when I realized that, I also had to start changing the things that I ate. So I was, just to paint the picture, you know, I was working full-time as a resident, sometimes upwards of 80 hours. I was trying to feed myself somewhere in there, but realizing I couldn't eat anything with dairy in it. And then on top of that, I, had, I knew I had to supplement with formula because I wasn't able to produce enough milk, but nonetheless, I felt so much stress and put so much stress on myself that I would spend hours in the call rooms whenever I was on call when I should have been sleeping or taking a chance to sleep, I would be pumping maybe to get a couple of ounces. And even at home, I would often wake myself up at night to pump even if we only produced an ounce or two of milk. At the time, I just felt like it was so important, and I had hung my hat on that being so much, um, really like a measure of how well I was doing as a mother. Looking back, of course, I realized I probably would have been much better served to be taking better care of myself in terms of feeding myself well and sleeping, and wouldn't have been able to show up better as a happier, healthier mom for my child. Having that experience though, where I really had no choice but to supplement with formula with him, as he grew older and I became pregnant with my second child, the nice thing that it provided was that perspective to know that yes, he had plenty of formula and he at that point was a happy, intelligent, smart, thriving child. So when it came to my second child, I at least had that perspective to realize, you know, I know that I can have a baby that gets plenty of formula and he will do quite well. 
Ironically then, breastfeeding went much better with my second child because I think I didn't have that stress anymore. I, I, re I still wanted to do the breastfeeding and I would say at that time I still did feel like that there were a lot of important benefits, but I had come to realize in my personal experience that this wasn't the end all be all of parenting and I could certainly be raising a very healthy, happy, intelligent child even if they were receiving a lot of formula. And I would say having that experience reinforce itself between the four kids. If I had to know one thing, it certainly wasn't that I got any better at breastfeeding. The struggles were still hard, but I took that pressure off myself and allowed myself to take a little bit better care of myself. And if I had to say anything, I think that my experience in parenting their, my newborns and infants got better simply for the fact that I was allowed to give myself that that support and options to know that these are both good feeding options. Simultaneously, as I was growing my own family, I was also establishing my practice with patients and families in clinic. And I was noticing that time and time again, I was seeing the same scenario of these stressed out, exhausted, crying new moms who were worried or feeling bad about themselves because they were trying to breastfeed and breastfeeding wasn't going well. Um, I would also get stories of some moms or parents who were trying to opt to add more formula, but were feeling pressure from other family members, um, sisters, friends, and feeling like they might be judged or shamed for feeding their baby formula. Through this experience, I started to really look at the idea that I wasn't noticing, even though breast milk had been touted as this perfect food for babies, that it had been touted as this liquid gold, I wasn't able to see specific outcomes that were better for the kids in my clinic or the kids in my home that had received more or less breast milk versus formula. And I started to get to thinking that maybe more, more had to do with what else was going on in the home. The kids I saw that were thriving and doing really well were the ones that were coming from homes with parents that were healthy and happy and well-adjusted themselves. So I could tell you from my personal experience, the, the mom I was those first days with my first newborn versus now, being able to give myself some grace, being able to realize that these parenting decisions oftentimes that we make, such as deciding breast milk or formula um, or various other feeding options along the way really, they really aren't the end-all be-all of parenting. And a lot more has to do with the mindset and the approach that I'm taking in terms of my ability to be mindful and present and in the moment with my kids. I know that as I look back to those early days, I was not in the moment. I wasn't enjoying things. I know it wasn't good for me. And I imagine that having a happier, more present, more energetic and, and well-fed and well-rested mother would have been the better thing for my child. And for me, fortunately, the, the more I was able to develop that mindset, the better we were able to do as a family unit. So then what to make of these claims or what to make of this information that's out there about all the benefits of breastfeeding? And from what I and first of all, I want to make sure and mention, you know, I'm talking really about breastfeeding in the United States and other developed countries, um, not so much in other areas, less developed 
areas of the country where there may not be access to safe formula or clean, safe water to prepare formula. That That's an entirely different discussion. Um, but here where we have easily available, ready, um, safe feeding options in terms of formula, I think that where that information or where that data has come from a lot of times are things that are associated with breastfeeding but are not necessarily caused by breastfeeding. Because if you look at the data, what becomes more apparent is that the moms and the families that choose to breastfeed often have multiple different characteristics than those that do not. And it seems that it's very possible that a lot of the positive outcomes that we see have more to do um, with some of these other factors that are associated with an increased risk or increased rate of breastfeeding versus the breastfeeding itself. So some of those things that might be different about families that choose to breastfeed are um, they tend to have a higher socioeconomic status and the mothers tend to be better educated and have higher IQs. And I think that these factors, in addition to multiple other factors that may be part of that picture, have more to do with the more positive outcomes that we're seeing that have been historically tacked on to the benefits of breastfeeding. Now, if you look at the research, there are a few things that seem to be relatively uh, clearly attached to being caused by breastfeeding. Most of these benefits seem to really come in the first year of breastfeeding. So one of those is uh, the decreased incidence of GI illnesses. So this is something that you'll see on those lists. And the studies that I've seen, or this, one of the main studies that looked at this, looked at um, the incidence of one episode of diarrhea in the first six months of life. And the rate was lower for babies that were breastfed at 9% versus 13% for babies that weren't breastfed. So while it is there, it's not a very, it's not, it's certainly statistically significant, but not night and day. Another thing that has been shown pretty, pretty well to be associated with breastfeeding itself is a lower risk of eczema and skin rashes in babies, where we'll see uh, at 3% of babies will have eczema or skin rashes for those breastfed babies, where it's 6% for formula-fed infants. Again, you could look at that as, um, you know, it being 50% as likely that your baby's going to have eczema and rashes, but nonetheless, for all babies, we're still only talking about pretty small numbers, 3% versus 6%. There is one other area where I think it's worth noting, and this is in the instance of something called necrotizing enterocolitis. This is a very severe intestinal disease that we see generally in very preterm newborns. And that also is something that has been pretty significantly shown um, that introducing breast milk for those babies or using breast milk feedings for those babies seems to really be associated with better outcomes. Where the data really seems to trail off is in terms of the later outcomes. And I feel like the later outcomes or these outcomes that we anticipate being the benefits of breastfeeding outside this newborn period are probably what really stress parents out. Um, you know, if you said that you were doing all of this to maybe prevent 
a slight chance of a skin rash or one episode of diarrhea, that's not very motivating to to keep on breastfeeding if it's not something you want to do. So looking at the data for later outcomes, specifically things like allergies, eczema, obesity in older kids, like are you going to have these things as you get older, that data is not that strong at all. And in fact, when you start to correct for other things, again, like uh, what's, what's mom's weight, what's her socioeconomic status, what's her education level, um, when you start to correct for those things, those benefits seem to go almost to zero in most studies. So there really hasn't been strong evidence that I can find that shows that there's significant benefits that are simply caused by breastfeeding. Another, another way to look at this is, even though they're few and far between, the best studies that we can often find, for example, with um, the claim that, that breastfeeding helps prevent obesity later in life are what they'll call sibling studies. So they'll have studies where one sibling had been breastfed, another one had not, were their outcomes statistically different? And in almost all cases, that was not found to be the case. And so in those ways, you're really able to correct again for you assume these kids are really growing up in the same sort of family unit and parental environment. And when you see all those things drop away, it really suggests that breastfeeding was not the cause in and of itself for these benefits. So what about IQ? I feel like this is one that I heard a lot about and always was kind of told or it was the understanding that breastfeeding would make your kids smarter. And I think this comes from the data will show that kids who are breastfed tend to have higher IQs. But again, this is another scenario where I don't think it's the breast milk that's really making them smarter. So there again, the correlation more closely lies with uh, mom's education level and mom's IQ versus the actual act of breastfeeding. So this is just another example where it's very easy to to draw out from some of these studies that maybe weren't very well performed or weren't very well organized um, and say, well, here's all of these benefits that have been associated with breastfeeding. And while that is true, when you really look at the data, there's very, very few of them that seem to be actually caused by breastfeeding. And to me, that's a very, very important difference and something that I think new parents need to understand because your feeding choice does not change these other aspects of yourself, your genetics, your family unit. So what about the benefits for mom? Usually when you look up benefits of breastfeeding, you'll see the whole list of benefits for baby and the whole list of benefits for mom. I have seen these to be all over the place. Um, and the truth is, I think that in terms, some of them will talk about the, the wonderful bonding experience, the calmness that can be created, um, how it can be less stressful and more convenient. And I think that all of those things can be true. For some women, it comes easy. For some women, they love it. At times, from my own personal experience, I can tell you, it can be very convenient. You don't have to mix any formula. You don't have to get any bottles. You can just feed the baby. On the flip side, it can be extremely inconvenient. I think anyone who's breastfed a baby has probably found themselves, you know, stuffed in a corner somewhere or trying to feed a baby on a, in a bathroom or in a closet, under a hot blanket. It can be very uncomfortable and inconvenient. 
So I think those are the things that are sort of anecdotal and may be true for women who continue breastfeeding in terms of they continue it because it's something that's working well for them. So again, I think this is something where they'll find people with long-term breastfeeding who breastfeed for longer periods of time tend to have less stress and a better experience. But we're kind of putting the chicken before the egg, if that makes sense. Another claim they'll make is how breastfeeding can be less expensive and help you save money. And again, yes, that definitely can be true. Uh, you know, in, a, in its purest form, breastfeeding really doesn't require any equipment. That said, um, for most modern breastfeeding moms, you end up with the nursing bra, the nursing tank, the nursing pads, the expensive pump, um, all of the breast milk storage containers, the fancy breastfeeding pillow. And in the end, most parents end up, even if they are breastfeeding, supplementing with formula. So at that point, you're kind of paying for both worlds in the sense that you may be paying for some formula in addition to all of the equipment and accessories that go with modern life breastfeeding. Not to mention that no one ever factors in the, the time that how, how valuable is your time? So again, like I talked about, you know, spending hours pumping when you're at work or when you could be sleeping, I think it's important to realize that people's time has value and it's hard to put a measure on it, but it certainly isn't inexpensive. Um, I've also heard of it talked about as free birth control and that is definitely, while certainly while you're nursing, you are less likely to get pregnant, I would, certainly not recommend that anybody who really doesn't want to get pregnant use that um, because it's certainly not a reliable method of birth control. And so not really free in the sense that if you actually are trying to use it as birth control, it isn't reliable. If you really need birth control, I would certainly suggest another method. Um, so what about losing that baby weight? So this is a very common uh thought process and I mean it makes sense so if you look at the stats on breastfeeding you can burn several hundred calories every day through breastfeeding and that is science and that's true but a lot of moms will tell you it doesn't seem to correlate to this magic weight loss that everyone was expecting and the reason behind that is kind of like with anything um, you know anybody who has breastfed a baby realizes that while certainly you are burning more calories you are definitely more hungry. <laughs> Your body knows what it's doing. And so for the most part, um, yes, you do burn more calories, but nursing moms do eat more calories. And when you look at the data, they have found that really over time, so at three months postpartum, weight loss for breastfeeding moms is usually similar to those who are formula feeding. And beyond that, it really um, is also not a statistical difference. So we don't see that as something that plays out again in real life. So the most, the most robust evidence that I could find for a real benefit to mom for breastfeeding seemed to be the reduced risk of breast cancer. And I do think that that's worth talking about because it appeared to reduce the risk of breast cancer by about 20 to 30%. And because breast cancer is so prevalent, I think it's something like one in eight women at some point in their life will have some form of breast cancer. That to me is a very statistical, statistically significant and important benefit that does seem to be related causally with breastfeeding. 
That said, um, I haven't heard a lot of new moms that have told me that that was their main motivator for initiating or continuing with breastfeeding. In fact, I've never heard that in my whole life. And that said, that's probably like the biggest benefit that we'll see to moms. So just to recap, when you really look at the data, the significant benefits that we see for babies are almost all in the very early days and seems to be a very small uh, reduction in the risk for eczema and rashes and GI illnesses like diarrhea. And for moms, the biggest benefit that we can really see from the data is this lowered risk of breast cancer. The takeaway from all of that I want you to have is certainly not that I am the anti-breastfeeding pediatrician. I promise you I am not. I breastfed every one of my children to some extent um, and formula fed each one of my children to some extent. And I think instead what I'd really like to do is to just kind of question the messaging that we're giving to new parents, both within the medical community and in society at large. This, like I had mentioned, if you just put out this question on Facebook, you will see that this is still something that causes a lot of stress and a lot of shame for new moms. And I just think that that's unnecessary and that we're actually doing a disservice to parents when we phrase it that way. The evidence does not suggest that the breast milk is this panacea of wonderful things that are gonna happen for your baby. It won't necessarily make your baby a smarter, more healthy adult. And besides reducing some risk for breast cancer, it may not do too much to help mom either. That said, for many moms, this is a wonderful choice. It can work out in their lives, they enjoy it, they have a special experience with their baby, and by all means, I wanna be supportive of that. But on the flip side, I think it's important to realize that formula feeding is a very good option in the sense that for a lot of moms, it really is what works best for their family, it works best for their baby, and knowing that that will help them to be more rested, more healthy, um, just more present in the lives of their children is really where we're gonna see the benefits to kids and families. So as I learned the hard way, as dangerous as it can be to post about this on social media, I would love to hear what you have to say. Real moms in the trenches, what are your questions? What has been your experience? And how could that experience have been improved? Go ahead and post on our Facebook page with all your comments. We'd love to hear from you. 